Hello and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. So, hello folks and welcome to another episode of the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com, driving your sales forward in the virtual Sales Chat Show studio, still being recorded under the uh, lockdown regulation situations in the United Kingdom. So, Phil Graham and I are meeting by the miracles of modern technology to bring this episode to you and this episode is entitled has covid meant we have seen the end of the field sales force oh dramatic that one mr jones you are going to kick us off with a a story you have been told from a contact of yours yeah this came from uh, one of my neighbors actually who'd been talking to a friend of his who worked uh, for a brewery and uh, the brewery had been holding lots of uh, Zoom meetings with its um, pub landlords and other customers, and they realised that they were taking orders for when the pubs reopened perfectly happily over the internet, their online ordering system, and they were questioning, why do we need a sales force? Because we've managed to get everything working okay using Zoom, and in fact the landlords were reporting that they felt more connected to the brewery because they were talking to people from head office and not somebody a sales representative of head office so they felt more connected to the company and they could order everything directly so it made the company think why do we need a sales force now obviously there are probably lots of reasons why they need a sales force but it just struck me that they won't be the only kind of company that's actually questioning that now because they've been able to do things using technology that they hadn't been trying before Mm. the COVID crisis happened. So I'm sure that, you know, right around the world, there are organizations questioning whether or not they need a sales force or is there something better they can do with them? Yeah. I mean, I think having, having worked in that industry previously, you know, quite some time ago, the, the classic model was, you know, a salesperson would do eight calls a day onto the retail outlets and, you know, selling in the products and then liaising with the customers, um, obviously covering quite a few miles or kilometers a day, sometimes as well, literally in the old days, physically taking the orders from the customer. And then you have a strange situation where sometimes you'd have a telephone sales function and a field sales function, sort of sometimes both sort of doing the same doing the same job so i think it i think it does you know i wouldn't panic if you're in a field sales position i don't think we're saying you know the end of the days has come but certainly i for me it's about how do you get the maximum value out of your field-based salespeople. so for example what can you do to take away low value activity that could yeah. be very quickly and efficiently done via things like zoom and online ordering to free up time to focus on far more value adding advising the customer you know talking about growing the business consulting with them helping to do those because there are some things that you just cannot do 
online you can't demonstrate technical products online if you're in the medical field you can't demonstrate medical technology how an endoscope for example functions um particularly well i don't believe over over things like re remote technology but what could you take away what has covid taught you about what lower grade act very important by the way activity but just lower value more transactional that we could strip away to maximize the value and also probably maximize the motivation of your field sales force to yeah. do more high value high worth activity rather than low value because they I don't think, i think you're right if you, if you think about that 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 phrase that's often used in sales quote it's just a routine call unquote yeah. I, I think probably what has happened is that the the routine call has bitten the dust. And as you say, Simon, it's now about being much more targeted and uh, specific around added value um, items, isn't it? Yeah, and I could, I could see potentially a hybrid model where you would reduce the frequency of callage. You would move those uh, routine things and do those more efficiently. And then maybe you would have a field sales force that was located remotely at home some of the time, uh, or even in, in the office potentially, but I think more likely the way things are going remotely at home, and then traveling out to meet customers as and when there was a valuable need to do so. Because I think the other shift is everybody has been exposed to using video conferencing platforms like zoom and microsoft teams etc and i think customers have realized you can achieve a lot of things with suppliers without having to have the supplier coming into the office and but occupying one, your time for an hour or two but, but one thing um uh, that i'd just like to add though is that we, we shouldn't forget that all companies have been in the same boat in the last yeah. four months i uh, they have not been allowed by law uh, to go and visit uh, many of their customers. But in the future, um, if in any industry sector, the majority stay, stay on Zoom-based technology, but somebody else decides to go back to face-to-face -to -face representation, maybe in a way um, that gives them an advantage because they're the only ones that are actually building that human face-to-face yeah. -face rapport and we know from our own lives don't we with friends and family that there is something very unique about that face-to-face -face relationship and contact as opposed to what we're doing now looking at uh, three faces on a screen but what they'll be doing in that face-to-face -face will be more interesting because there's nothing more soul-destroying than getting a job as a a field sales representative and actually all you are is an order taker and yeah. you just travel around doing miles slogging around the countryside uh, going into in this case pubs taking their order and walking out again and not actually doing anything really very interesting well all of that can be automated and can be done online and you can go and do a much more interesting thing in face-to-face -face conversations with people maybe expanding the kind of work they do the range they take different kinds of you know 
events you can help them with and special things and you know you can be more creative and it will make your job more interesting so actually far from this being an opportunity for businesses to get rid of sales forces i think it's actually an opportunity for people in boring sales jobs to end up with a much more interesting sales job yeah yeah, yeah. i think it's about rethinking use of your field sales force not necessarily scrapping it you know that's definitely and i think also to phil's point there has been a bit of camaraderie spirit we're all in this together and whatever you do to keep the ship running you're doing a wonderful job that's going to fade as as life comes back to you know people have more freedom and we we come out the other side some things are definitely going to have changed probably forever but it doesn't mean that, you know, what's been happening in the last four or five months is necessarily how things are going to be going forward. So I think it's probably having a, a short, medium and long term time mm. horizon. But again, ask your customers, you know, which is we'll back to our here we go again. The sales chat show team climb back onto their favorite soapbox, have a conversation with your customer. How did they find it? What do they like? What do they think of it? What needs were met? What weren't? How would they like to? How would they like to be looked after? How often would they like to see your salesperson? Because often we call on them, irrespective of when they would like it. That's yeah. certainly when I was some time ago. But it was we would we would be calling on you once a week or once a fortnight or once a month whether you wanted to see us or not, you know, <laughs> which was... And then you, you know. get the client saying to you, weren't you here yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a week ago. And yeah. again, oh, it seems like yesterday. And they've got nothing else to say to you. Yeah. There's, you know, they've dealt with everything. They've done their order. There's nothing else to say. But you, as a salesperson, have ticked the box saying, I visited that customer again. Yeah. 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 What's the about, point? The, the reason why I'm here today is because it's Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and that is not that is not far off so you're a large customer therefore i will call on you call on you a lot um and and i think particularly in in you know 20 2020 as we move forward times buyers don't have as much time as they as don't. don't forget as well they don't want to see you until they've done their research anyway in b2b yeah. off that's a lot of the time they're going to be you know they're going to they're, the way they buy has changed the old role of the field sales force pre the information being available on the internet was to tell customers about products they wouldn't hear about any other way mm, whereas yeah. that's not that's not the case there's so many different ways to connect with customers now that i think it is it's a good opportunity to have a think have a conversation with your customers have a conversation with your field sales force have yeah. a conversation about what they think because of course think about the retention you know like graves opportunity to to move to a more interesting enjoyable job where you feel you can make the maximum contribution there's, there's a there's a lovely uh, charles darwin quote isn't there i think he made some comment that uh, the species that survive are not necessarily the largest or the strongest but those that are most responsive to a changing environment uh, and i guess what we're talking about here is exactly that isn't there there's nothing to be fearful about if you are a field sales sales director listening to this providing you are responsive to the change that's going on in the world and uh, make some effort to uh, to work with it rather than ignore it I mean, yeah today, you have to adapt to survive 
Yeah. And I, I, for example, today I've been working with a client in the IT industry and they, they will often have for larger accounts like global accounts, they'll have an independent inside salesperson and they have an external. The external is seen as being more senior and they go and visit the customer on site and the internal one deals, deals with, other, with other things. I'd say there's just an, I'm not saying that's not a good model. I'm just saying you could have a, I could have a rethink. You can have a hybrid model that might better suit your sales team. You might better suit your customers, you know, or, or you, you just have a, I just have a rethink, just have a flex, have a rethink. How does your customer like to buy? How do they need to be looked after? Of course, how do you want to interact with them? Because, you know, you do want to be driving your sales forward with the customer. And of course, your agenda is important to your organization. But I think it's a good opportunity to have a rethink. If you were going to start with a blank sheet of paper, you probably wouldn't start with what you've got now. No, but also uh, from a sales director's point of view, you've got the opportunity now to look at your sales force and you'll find people on there who are really good with Zoom technology and stuff like this. Yeah. And so consequently, they'd be better used to maybe run meetings with half a dozen uh, customers at the same time and and talk about the new products that are coming out, oh. for example. Um, and that they'd be much better off doing that. So there'll be new jobs that come out of this that your existing sales force would be, somebody in it would be really good at those kind of new roles that are going to arrive. I think I'm guessing that particularly with things like people who are working internationally selling, you know, more scrutiny is going to be given to okay, this is going to take three days round trip to do this. Is this a really valuable meeting we're going to be going to? And can we, can we justify this, for example, from a, from yeah. a health and safety and also from a cost point of view and from an environmental point of view? You know, can we, can we achieve this in another way? Or if we are going to be going, let's absolutely make sure we squeeze every ounce of value out of the face-to-face -face interaction rather than just turning up because it's a Tuesday or, or we, we haven't seen you. We yeah. haven't seen you in a while, you know? So yeah, definitely an opportunity to, I'm sure many of our listeners will have, will have had some amazing meetings and have made some great sales in a virtual way, potentially building relationship with customers they've never met physically, you know? Yeah. And, and you've managed to achieve some amazing things. Yeah. There are some shortcomings and there are some limitations but I think the situation will will have taught a lot of us a lot of things about maybe a different way to, and also for employers to think about a different way, yeah. for to to have to have your employees. I saw one of the big Japanese IT companies has announced that several thousand of their team will not be coming back to the office and they're going to equip them all to work uh, remotely. So yeah. you know you're going to see you're going to see more buyers working remotely. Well, you're not going to go and visit them at home, are you? I don't think. As no, I was talking to some businesses the other day, and uh, three businesses in a row. One said they have no intention of going back to the office, um, so they're going to get rid of their office. Um, another one who said that three quarters of their staff don't want to return to the office, so they're going to let them work at home. And the other one who said, well, they've polled their staff and only one person wants to return to the office and okay these were wow. all reasonably small yeah. businesses employing about 30 to 40 people but each of them is thinking about you know one of them's thinking about well maybe all we need to do is rent a small office that people can just pop into if they need a location um, yeah. but that's the time they work from home one is scrapping their office entirely 
and the other one is just slimming down its office for the few people who want to go to work. So we're going to find lots of businesses are going to have lots of people yeah. working from home. So a lot of the sales force uh, already do that. They already based at home and maybe go into the office once a week or once a month. Mm. Uh, but we're going to find maybe some of those are going to be not needed to go into the office at all because the reports they deliver, they're going to deliver fire online technology. I think also, you know, I've seen some incredible examples of creativity coming out, you know, which has often originated from within the sales force during this situation. They found clever ways to look at doing things differently and listen, listen to your sales team. I was working with a, a telecoms, large telecoms and um, they're Australia, they're folks in Australia. And in Australia, they, the uh, lockdown had been lifted and you could meet you could meet people from outside your household. So perfectly okay to meet strangers, but it had to be in a public place. Yeah. So they arranged to go for walks with yeah. their key customers. Just a stroke of genius. Perfectly legal, perfectly safe. They kept two meters apart and they took their customers for a walk round the local park and chatted Gosh. about business. Genius. Just so all genius. those salespeople who've learned to play golf were doing the right thing all along. <laughs> oh, no. That's, I've, I forgot. I thought that, yeah, well, that, I don't play golf, so I've always been very sceptical. I just <laughs> thought it sounded like an excuse to play golf. I will now be on the uh, blacklist of all the sales chat show uh, folks listening in who play golf. But uh, yeah. I always just thought that was a proper excuse pretend you're having a conversation with a customer when in fact you were just playing golf but, it's the yeah. right thing to do after all i've only played golf once uh, dear listeners and i got a hole in one the first time i played golf so i decided i had no more to learn it was uh, i just yeah. hit the little ball it went down the gully through the windmill over the crazy golf on the crazy golf yeah so <laughs> Perhaps not Tiger Woods. So, uh, any, I have any... seen somebody do an entire course in one, but that's another story. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, any closing thoughts, Mr. Jones, Mr. Jessen? Uh, yes, I've got one. Um, a couple of years ago, we recorded uh, an episode, which is probably lurking in our vaults somewhere. Uh, <laughs> but it, it was along the lines of, you only have to sell once a year. Yes, and we yes. we were talking to our lovely audience about timing the call around the customer's business year start and uh, via a very simple process of looking at where the customer is now, where the customer's going in the future, how they're going to get there and how we can add value along that journey. Um, a huge amount of identifying the need can be done in that one meeting. Thereafter, uh, you're really sort of servicing it and uh, uh, the occasional uh, upsell or cross-sell maybe, but yeah. may maybe it's worth people just um, revisiting the the theory behind that and also yeah. the timing of it because in order to really maximise that, you've got to be at the party when the customer's spotlight goes on everything to do with budgets, targets, forecasts and what have you. So the question to leave our listeners with is do you actually know the business year-end stroke start of your customers. If not, uh, maybe now's the time to do some research on that and to uh, draw up a little chart somewhere so that you are in the right place uh, technology-wise. You're in the right place at the right time, uh, resonating with the natural rhythms that are going on at the uh, customer's end. 
and I think while you're on the subject of plugging episodes, one we recorded recently with the five questions you need to ask your customer right now, Phil, which is about always led by you about understanding any changes in customers' priorities that have occurred over recent months, which I think would be a perfect thing to listen to as well as the, um, you know, you get it right, you've only got to sell once a year. Mr. Jones, any closing thoughts? I would just say that whilst you're talking of past episodes, remember, of course, if you are changing the dynamics of your uh, field sales force, you probably can't set them targets anymore. Um, And so it would be good to listen to the episode uh, well, telling you, you should sales targets are a waste targets. of time. To the regular listeners of the sales chat show, you know that Professor Jones can't resist getting in that. And if you've not, if you've not heard that episode, no. it's where we have a right argument about whether you should have sales targets. I think, I think Graham's sort of won, but we Phil and I refuse no. to accept just, defeat. Just, um, just, edit, just edit him out, Simon, for goodness. Yeah, I, I, I will do when I do the edit for this for this episode. But folks, we have to cut this episode now because Mr. Graham Jones is a judge for the Professional Speaking Association in the UK, the Speaker Factor competition, uh, which is being run virtually this year. So Graham has got to go and do his very important judging activity. A virtual judge. A virtual speaking judge, no less, to add to his... I hope hope the majority will be found not guilty. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> so thank you very much for listening into the episode of the sales chat show phil jesson graham jones and simon hazeldean 160 i think episodes now at saleschatshow.com in the back catalogue as phil described it locked in the vault they're not locks they're publicly available to you all on from wherever you get your podcast so thank you very much for listening folks please stay safe and good luck and good selling You have been listening to an episode of The Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And from everyone here at The Sales Chat Show, we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling. (laughs) 